Today's scripture is from Matthew 25, verses 1 through 13. Then the kingdom of heaven will be like this. Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. When the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, all of them became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a shout, Look, here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those bridesmaids got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, No, there will not be enough for you and for us. You had better go to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they went to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went with him into the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the other bridesmaids came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly I tell you, I do not know you. Keep awake, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to God. You may be seated. So I have a question for you as well this morning, just like I had a question for the kiddos. My question is, have you ever planned a trip to Disney World? Okay, anybody? Okay. So for those of you that haven't, let me just fill you in a little bit that this is not an easy task. It takes a lot of planning and preparation to pull off a successful Disney trip. There are so many things that go into planning that you really just don't know if you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know. There are many different websites and guides and Facebook groups to help you decide which property has the best deals or is the closest to the parks you want. You can read restaurant and character meal reviews, and you can even watch YouTube videos of the rides to make sure that your children won't be too scared or get too sick riding them. (laughs) There are certain windows where reservations come available, so you can set alarms on your phone of when to wake up early and get logged in, and you can post countdowns of your magic band arrivals um, on your Facebook page, and there's a million PDF checklists of packing lists and do's and don'ts to help you be fully prepared for your trip. But want to know what we have found as a family that works best for us in our Disney trip preparation? Well, we call our friend who is a Disney planner for a living. Mm -hmm. She not only knows us and our family's likes and dislikes well, but she also really knows Disney well. She's both been with us enough and been there. And together, we are able to make the most of not only our planning time, but also our time while in the most magical place on earth. 
She maximizes our time in our parks, planning the right meal next to the right show or ride, and she arranges all of our reservations for us and is available to us not only during the planning process, but also if we need anything when we get there. She is always just a text or a call away, always with us throughout the whole process. Now, please do not go around saying that Liz Walker compared the Magic Kingdom to the Kingdom of Heaven <laughs> or that my Disney planner is like Jesus, okay? Because that's not exactly what I'm saying here. But I am saying that preparation for a Disney trip for the Walker family is similar to how Jesus is telling these disciples to prepare by using the parable of the ten young women. Jesus is preparing the disciples for the kingdom of heaven. One thing they learned and we can learn from these ten young women is how to steward our time well. What is it that people say? If we fail to plan, then we plan to fail. We must think about the future and not just live in the moment. The wise women prepared for the future by bringing flasks of oil with them. The foolish women did not bring any oil with them. They didn't think about the future. Much like when you go to Disney and expect to get a good restaurant reservation or ride a popular ride, there's just none available at the last minute. Not much is available for those who just show up to a park and expect to live in the moment. The doors of the ride will be shut, and you will be turned away from the best and most popular restaurants. For those of you who are experienced Disney goers, it just seems downright foolish to expect that kind of availability in the moment and at the last minute. The five foolish women did not think ahead, and they too were turned away. Now, I know lately we've been talking about a lot of what to do as we prepare for the return of Christ. A few weeks ago, our sermon focused on the parable of the talents and how to steward our gifts and resources well. These ten women in today's parable show how we should steward our time well and act and think ahead. One word of caution, though, is not to see this parable as a works-based faith example. We cannot prepare and work our way into the kingdom of heaven on our own. My Bible recap teacher, Tara Lee Cobble, she mentions in her podcast about this parable that if we get nothing else out of it, here's what's most important. The only way to be prepared for the return of Christ is to have the Holy Spirit. I'll repeat that. The only way to be prepared for the return of Christ is to have the Holy Spirit. Children, that's the who that we talked about in the children's moment. See, the use of oil in this parable was by no accident. Oil often symbolizes the Holy Spirit in Scripture. Jesus, at this time, was preparing the disciples for the Spirit to come. He was not expecting the ten young women to light their lamps on their own accord. He didn't expect the disciples to light their lamps on their own accord. He does not expect us to light our lamps on our own accord. Let's be honest, we can't. We need the oil. We need the Holy Spirit. We must receive the oil, the Spirit, and then we will be prepared. The ones who were unable to enter were the ones who were not prepared with their oil. 
So you want to know how to be prepared and steward your time well in Disney? Well, do like my family and get a planner who knows you and knows the parks. Like I mentioned before, because she knows us and the parks so well, she is able to create the perfect plan for us to steward our time well while we wait and while we're there. So want to know how to be prepared for the kingdom of heaven and steward your time well while you wait? Accept the Holy Spirit and follow his leading and teaching. He knows you better than anyone else, and he knows the kingdom of heaven. So he knows the perfect preparation plan for you individually and how it fits in with the community around you. Let him guide you, for after all, he is always with you. He is the ultimate planner and is even closer than a phone call or a text. He's in your heart, and what a gift that is. We, unlike the disciples at the time, have already received the gift of the Holy Spirit, so we can even more clearly understand this parable in our greater context. Waiting well, stewarding our time well, true happiness in the wait is way more about the who than the what. Or let's just say, order matters and we need to make sure that the who guides our what. And that who is the Holy Spirit. If we fail to plan, then we plan to fail. But I'd like to add that if we plan without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then we also plan to fail. Do you really know the Holy Spirit? Do you allow the Holy Spirit to really know you? Now, I would say when I think about the Trinity, the Holy Spirit is definitely the entity that I have the hardest time wrapping my brain around. I also think depending on how you were raised, there could be some baggage maybe even with the Holy Spirit. For example, growing up Episcopalian, we called him the Holy Ghost, and I was afraid of ghosts. So now you're wanting the Holy Ghost to guide me like I had, I had some trouble with that. And so, you know, since I've already compared uh, the magic kingdom to the kingdom of heaven, let's just go ahead and compare tapping into the Holy Spirit to the show, The Beverly Hillbillies. Okay, now kids, you might not know, so you might have to Google this later on your Googling machine and pull up a YouTube. But um, there was this man named Jed Clampett, and he lived on and right near very oil-rich land for years before tapping into it. So when you became a believer, you were given the gift of the Holy Spirit. But like the Beverly Hillbillies, have you truly tapped in to the Spirit's power and guidance? and blessings? Do you truly know and believe that you have struck it rich with the Holy Spirit's oil? In one of the first studies I ever completed with a small group, it was called Discerning the Voice of God, written by Priscilla Shire, and she has five simple guidelines for us to be sure we are tapping into the Spirit's oil and truly hearing the Spirit. She calls them the five M's, and here they are. Number one, look for the message of the Spirit. You ever get that warm heart feeling when you're listening to worship music? It's like the burning bush is in your chest when someone is speaking. Or goosebumps, like I got when sweet girl was singing up here a few minutes ago. Or when someone is sharing with you, do you ever feel that tug and it's not quite your gut, but you can't quite put your finger on it? 
Or those moments when you're reading something and a sentence literally jumps off the page like it was written for you in that exact moment in time? That's the Holy Spirit holding your highlighter. Number two, live in the mode of prayer. Take what you think you are hearing and direct it back to God. Some people are able to pray in complete silence. They have this awesome prayer spot and a prayer practice and can sit still and in silence. Such a lovely prayer posture. But if you're like me, you have to be talking, you have to be moving, and that's okay too. I pray aloud all around my house, in my car, while I'm walking down the street. Or sometimes I write prayers down in my daily prayer journal. Whatever way you pray, just know that God made you so he knows how he needs to speak to you. Number three, search out the model of Scripture. Immerse yourself in God's Word. Seek Him, stay in His Word, and keep an intimate relationship with Him. What better way to get to know Him and build a relationship with Him than by reading His Word? Number four, this is probably one of my favorites, submit to the ministry of Eli. Do you have an Eli in your life? Like a, hey Samuel, that's actually God talking to you, not me, Eli? That mature, patient believer who can give you wise, biblical counsel to mirror what you've been hearing. I will tell you, I have several Elis, and I'm so grateful for how the Holy Spirit speaks through them. And number five, expect the mercy of confirmation. When you start to see something on repeat in your scriptures, hear it in your prayers, hear it through your Eli's, get those warm heart moments I talked about, more than likely, it's the Holy Spirit confirming what he wants you to do next. I pray we can all practically use these five M's in our preparation and planning. I pray these five M's help us to always keep the who before the what. So as we wait well, steward our time well, and prepare for the kingdom of heaven, may we all remember the parable of the ten women. May we all remember the parable of the Disney planner. And may we all recommit to allowing the who to guide our what. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of your spirit, the gift of your word, the gift of community of Eli's around us. Help us to tap in to the Holy Spirit's power within us. We know it's there, Lord, and we know that you are ready. So here we are. We are ready too. In Jesus' name, amen.